Welcome. You've discovered the world it's ass. when we talked i was in a hotel room in bangalore and i was getting the food poisoning um eventually got over that um and then i actually the last day i was in bangalore i actually got out i had two days in bangalore after i I could actually get outside um Mm -hmm. so i actually went out and took some pictures actually saw a little bit of the city um, and then the last day I was there, right before I grabbed the night bus to Kochi, I met up with this guy named Peter, who I met in Madrid, and he lives mm-hmm. in Bangalore. Um, so I got up with him. We just met up at like a like a brewery and grabbed a beer just to catch up real quick before I had to catch the bus, which is cool. I didn't know they had any like microbreweries <laughs> in India, mm-hmm. but apparently mm-hmm. I, I guess like Bangalore. Uh, they're starting to pop up all over the place, is what Peter was saying. So it was interesting to actually go. Full of fucking hipsters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Bangalore is like their, like the leading tech city there okay. in India. Like, so all their <clears throat> software, all, all their tech stuff is, is pretty much based out of Bangalore. So mm-hmm. um, I guess it's a little more modern than, than the rest. But yeah, it was just, I'd never would have thought like microbrewery in India, but it was cool. Yeah. So then I get on a night bus, another night bus, yet another night bus, mm-hmm. uh, and traveled, God, I don't know, 12, 14 hours to uh, south, southwest, I guess, of Bangalore and got to Kochi. And it was insanely hot down there. <laughs> and I didn't do much there either. I, I, uh, I stayed outside of Kochi um, and took the ferry over to, to the actual, like, what is it, uh, Fort Kochi or whatever where all the kind of scenic, touristy stuff is. I took a few pictures. Um, okay. I didn't get much because, unfortunately, when I set out, I packed the wrong battery in my bag, and I, my battery died. So I didn't get any pictures of coaching, oh. really. Uh, I don't know. It was just one of those things. I still, I guess I was still recovering from the sickness and wasn't <laughs> back 100%. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I came. Uh, didn't do much of coaching at all. Um and I had to wake up super early the next day to catch my plane to Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur was, was awesome, especially coming from India, because mm-hmm. India was so different from everything I was used to and such a mm-hmm. culture shock and, and just took so much getting used to and like I said, I never got used to the, the pollution. Um, so going right. to Kuala Lumpur was like a breath of fresh air. Like it was just a lot less polluted. I mean, as polluted as any big city is going to be, but in comparison, in comparison, it was nothing. Um, mm-hmm. And it's actually very westernized, which I didn't realize. Uh, it's yeah, it's almost like being in Europe or <laughs> something. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely definitely got that you know 
southeastern southeast asian flavor but it's uh it's very westernized um mm -hmm. it was very clean a lot of parks and stuff like there's this one huge like botanical garden that i went to and it's got it had uh one whole section of it was like a hibiscus and um orchid uh garden mm -hmm. that was amazing and then uh they have like the world's largest open air aviary there. So it's mm -hmm. it like this bird park, just tons of birds and stuff. It's a lot of like nature and stuff. And, you know, um, even though it's a big city, they got a lot of parks and a lot of nature integrated into it, which was really nice. Yeah. Um, my favorite part, though, was the street called Jalana Lore, which was, um, I guess it's kind of famous um, for its street food. And mm. I'd looked up, you know, things to do in Kuala Lumpur, and I, I saw that, and I was like, oh, shit, street food. Like, my appetite's finally back. I'm over the food poisoning. I'm hungry, you know. <laughs> like, I want to try new stuff. Let's go get <laughs> some more. <laughs> yeah, it's time to, to tempt fate once again. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I found out. I was like, oh, Jalan Lor, okay, it's uh, famous for street food and tons of all, all different types of food. And I was like, I want to go there. And I looked it up on the map, and I was actually one street over from it, from where I was staying. I was like, holy oh, shit. Oh, wow, that's cool. So it was awesome. I ended up eating there like every night I was there. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's the street, it's not real long, maybe three blocks long, just full of restaurants. Um, and the thing about like Malaysia, it's such a fusion of, or such a melting pot of cuisine. Like you, mm -hmm. there's Chinese restaurants, Thai restaurants, Indian restaurants, Malaysian restaurants. Um, so on the street, like there's a restaurant for almost everything you could think of. Then at 5 p.m., all the food uh, stalls open up like on the sidewalk and even encroaching into the road to the point that like traffic can only go one way. Oh, okay. And, uh, it's just, just, you know, starts filling with pedestrians and like, so it's just, yeah, you walk down the street anywhere between 5 PM and like midnight and it's just packed with just all kinds of food and all kinds of great smells. And uh, it's just such an experience. What do they sell? I mean, what is the, uh, cuisine there? Oh, everything. That's what I'm saying. Like you can get Thai food if you well, I mean, if you wanted to get some Malaysian food. Um, Malaysia, so I don't, I don't, that's the thing. Like, it's such a melting pot. I don't know what technically is is Malaysian food. Like, And okay. from what I've heard is, too, if you want a true Malay food, you actually have to go north, which I didn't do. Um, you mm -hmm. have to go up to, like, I guess, like Penang or something. Like, um, that's where you get away from, like, where everything kind of melted together. And you would get, like, true Malay food. So I don't feel like I really had Malay food. Uh, okay. I may have. Well, I may have. I had so there was this one stall the first night I was there. It was like these big, huge, like bamboo pots that, like, I guess, I guess there's a fire going on below, uh, boiling some water, and it's steaming um, all these little dumplings, all these colorful dumplings um, mm -hmm. filled with I don't even know what all they had, but like there's such a variety of them. And I just went up there and I asked the guy what they were, and he told me, but I, I, I. I still didn't get what they were called, but they're, they're pretty much like dumplings. They're steamed in these big, huge, like bamboo pots. And, you know, you get a little styrofoam plate or, or container and like a toothpick and you just go through and pick like all the ones you want. So granted, I didn't know what anything was. So I just picked random stuff. Mm. You know, you hand it to the guy and then he'll tell you how much it is. And uh, it gives you a bunch of different like dipping sauces and stuff. So I have no mm. idea what the hell I ate, but. Uh, some of them were like really good, and some of them were like oh, that's not good at all, and some were just amazing. Um, like meats or meats or vegetables or 
Yeah, all kinds. There was like some of them okay. had like minced meat uh, with seasoning. Some were like vegetables. Some I mm. have what it was. <laughs> you know, like, okay. Um, it, just uh, such a variety. So that was really cool, and I have no idea what it was. So it could have been Chinese. It could have been Indian. Well, I don't think it was Indian, but could have been Malay. Mm. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what type of okay. where it came from. But um, kind of when I was just going down the streets, like I didn't care what it was. I just <laughs> if it looked yeah. good and smelled, good, I ate it. I think one night I ate at, at one of the, the Thai restaurants and had like uh, stir fried morning glory, which I'd never had. Uh, and I've mm-hmm. eaten that numerous times now, especially since coming to Thailand. It's a really good dish. And then each night I'd seen the, the one vendor who had all the skewered meats and he mm-hmm. had <clears throat> he had the frog on the skewer, like a full, full, whole frog on a skewer. Mm-hmm. And I saw that the first couple of nights I was like, I really should try that. But I, yeah. I never pulled the trigger. And the last night I was there, I went out with some people from the hostel. And I was like, I was like, you know, if I leave Kuala Lumpur without trying this, I'm going to regret it. So the last yeah. night I was there, I had, I had the frog. So, you know, you, mm-hmm. you pick the one you want. The guy throws it on the grill, throws some seasoning on it, uh, cooks it for like three minutes and hands it to you um, on the styrofoam plate. And it actually was so hot, it started melting through the styrofoam plate. Oh, but, wow. um, but yeah, and then you go find like, so there's all these like, you know, all the seating around down the street, you know, there's plastic tables, plastic chairs, but pretty much every time I got street food, I would just find a place to sit down and just order a beer just so I'm giving that place business, but I have a place to sit. So I went and sat down and ate the frog and it was actually, it was not bad at all. Yeah. You know, the, the whole cliche, it tastes like chicken. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I feel like it actually, yeah, it did. Okay. It tasted like, to be more accurate, it tasted like a mix between chicken and fish, which, okay. I think because, you know, it's an amphibian. I'm like, well, I guess it kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see. But it wasn't bad at all. Um, so I, I could check frog off my list of kind of the bizarre, <laughs> food, bizarre foods that I've tried as I travel. But yeah, that street is probably one of my favorite streets in the world, I think. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and I, I went and saw Patronus Towers and stuff like that. Um, you know, some of the touristy stuff in Kuala Lumpur. But, but Jalan Alor was like... That was it for me as far as KL goes. Mm-hmm. It's all, all about the food. I, I thought about, you know, trying to go north through Malaysia, <laughs> go to Penang, mm-hmm. and then cross over a land border to Thailand. But mm-hmm. the flight was so cheap to Bangkok from KL that it was just like, uh, I don't know. I kind of want to get to Thailand, and it's so cheap anyways. And um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, part of me regrets not having crossed over and land and seen more in Malaysia, but, I mean, I guess that's another. I'll do that another time. I'm also trying to compact my trip a little bit, mm-hmm. um, see the stuff that I know I want to see, just because the money is starting to dwindle. Um, right. every, once, every once in a while I'll recalculate my finances and I'm like kind of readjust. You know? Yeah. Is June uh, still your, uh, your target now? Uh, no, it's probably gonna, be, probably gonna be back in the States a little sooner than that. Okay. Uh, um, it looks like mid April, early May <laughs> now I'll, I'll be able to make it that far. You're murdering our podcast, Chip. I know, I know. <laughs> You're slowly yeah. choking it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mid-April. Well, wow, that's, uh... let's 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 put a plea out to our listeners to send money and keep me going. 
<laughs> we don't have listeners. I don't. <laughs> I know you're out there and you're out and about, and you think the things are. You think people are listening to this crap, but <laughs> yeah. So yeah, send money. Send money, please. Help ship travel the world. Well, you know. So the thing is, I mean, yeah, I'll probably. End, I'm going to end up back. I, I've already. Yeah, I already wrote off the year trip idea. That that went out the window a while ago. And like I said, I keep recalculating. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely, like part of me is like, well, I should just like really tighten the belt and just not spend any money each place I'm at. But then the more I think about it, I'm like, you know, I'd rather tick off or take off a couple countries off my mm-hmm. list of where I'm going and actually enjoy the places I'm at. You know, like right. uh, if I got to spend a little more money to do this thing or do this thing, I'd rather do it and enjoy each country and then just come back later for the countries I missed, you know? So what is it that's, uh, that's draining the, uh, draining your account? I mean, what is it that's, that's the, the unforeseen thing that's costing so much? Well, I guess, I don't know. I tend to, I tend to spend a lot of money on food just cause I love mm-hmm. eating. Um, right. and you know, I, I was like, okay, if I can stay within like 30 bucks a day, you know, mm-hmm. that's good. And it, and it's, I'm, I'm always blowing that. It's more like 50 bucks a day. Um, mm-hmm between accommodation and uh and food right and i don't know i mean it may change once i get to cambodia i hear it's really cheap there so i'm you know that may spread things out a little bit and then you know i don't know um well india you know getting sick and actually checking into a hotel took some money Um, all right trying to think of other or unfortunately you know and you go sometimes you go to a park or a temple and it costs money to get in Mm. You know, so there's just little things like that that add up. I suppose the uh, trips to the doctor and stuff in Spain were, probably weren't cheap well, either. Huh? Yeah, that was the first time I just started realizing I'm losing money. Um, yeah. Un- un- to unforeseen things. And actually, I mean, you know, here in Thailand, I've I've actually kind of stuck to the $30, $30 a day, $30 US dollars a day mm-hmm. pretty well. Accommodation on this island's a little pricier, but... Um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's been easier in Thailand, um, and probably will be even easier in Cambodia. So you know, I, I'll just keep recalculating, and you know, it may stretch out from mid-April to to June. Who knows? Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But so now the plan is, you know, I've written off the one-year thing, and the the goal is okay, make one loop around the Earth, get back home before I run out of money. <laughs> yeah. And, and see as much as I can along the way. So that's my mm-hmm. new trip goal. Um, but also, I've also decided that when I get back to the states i'll work from whenever i get home till about september and mm-hmm. then i'm gonna take off again not for a whole year or anything but uh i think three months and mm-hmm. a europe tour and because there's so much mm-hmm. Europe i missed you know like never yeah. went to berlin <laughs> never went to italy never went to greece i didn't do any of eastern europe uh, right. i didn't you know i had i written off istanbul because uh, i was stuck in madrid so I already know that, like, I'm just going to go back home, save up money, and leave again. So, maybe yeah. season two? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, why not? I don't see why not. Let's, let's pull our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 100% of the vote says, all right, maybe, because that's me voting. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, anyways, yeah, season two. You can find us online at www.chipjohnsonfilm.com. Click the tab for The World It's Ass. We are also available on iTunes. Just search for us there. We'd greatly appreciate if you subscribed, rated, and reviewed us. You can reach us via email at twiapodcast at gmail.com. 
please feel free to send us comments, complaints, concerns, and constructive criticism. Our theme music, Fuzzboxer, performed for us by the lovely Sarah Gregory. We'll be back with more stories of the world it's ass. Can you say bye? Bye. You're out and about, and you think that things are, you think people are listening to this crap, but. <laughs>